0: Welcome to Just James's podcast. Scooby doo, wobbly wow, Ben and Mariah. Ah, wow, wow, wow. With Thomas, definitely not Timothy. Yeah. Nailed it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Just James. It's your host, James. I have my beautiful. Gorgeous plant Thomas with me. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. It is Wednesday, my dudes. Can you believe it? Honestly, this year's flying. I felt like I just recorded last week's podcast a day ago. It was a whole week, a whole week ago. Can you believe it? Guys, welcome back. I am getting a bit of a summer cold. Um, kind of woke up this morning with a really sore throat. And I just don't feel hundred percent. I um, I even had little like a little. Oh, it was a fifteen minute little cat nap this afternoon, which is very unlike me. I'm really not one for like a nap. And today I was just like, you know what? I just kind of need it. But I did get on the trains on Sunday. I had to go to Swindon. Uh, I live in in England, London. For those of you guys new to my podcast, um. And it was my beautiful little baby nephew's first birthday. So I, I firstly had to, um, I was tasked with making cupcakes for the birthday party. So for weeks now, I've been practicing cupcakes and like getting cupcakes ready for, for the party. And um, I decided what I'm going to do is I'm going to do four flavors. So I did um, lemon. Raspberry and uh, the raspberry is raspberry white chocolate, Oreos and banana. But in order for me to get the four flavors, I had to do four different like batches of cupcakes, and I didn't want to like do one batch and then just sort of mix in the ingredients because I just I was so worried I'd get the batches wrong. And they sort of wouldn't have the flavor, taste, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I made the executive decision. I was going to literally make 48 cupcakes in total to get the 12 that I need, or the 14 that I needed. 13 that I needed? 13 that I needed. So, um, and then with the cupcakes that I did for my nephew, I piped them to look like the hungry caterpillar. So I had. 12 green ones and then one red one with like a little face on him and then he was the hungry caterpillar and then the cake that they made from was an apple so it looked like the hungry caterpillar and the apple which was very cute I loved it so anyway so on Sunday morning I left my house at quarter to eight in the morning got a bus to Wimbledon and got on the district line, the tube, to take me all the way to Paddington, which is where my train was leaving from. Now, there is a direct train, uh, a direct tube from Wobbledon to Paddington, and I assumed that I was on that one. But there's a train station called Earls Court where trains can it's, – it's sort of like a massive hub where trains come in and sort of go out again. And my train must have changed directions at Earls Court – And because we stayed there for quite some time, actually, but I didn't, you know, I was on my phone, I was playing on my phone, I wasn't really paying that much attention. And I sort of suddenly looked up and I realized I was all the way in Westminster, which is in the complete opposite direction to Paddington. And of course, my train must have changed directions. So I had to jump off at Westminster and then change to the Jubilee line to Baker Street and then from Baker Street change to the... Um, Bakerloo line, and then get up to, to Paddington, I literally got up to my train, I got on the doors of the train, and the doors closed behind me, and the train left, I literally made my train by six seconds, and I'd left early enough, I would have had half an hour extra, and I literally could not believe that I almost, almost did not make my train, so thank goodness that's all sorted, and I managed to make my train and get get to my destination and then um in the afternoon, my train was delayed by half an hour, so I ended up standing with this elderly lady um and I eventually sat down on the floor actually, I just couldn't be asked. I was sitting like in a walkway um and then got the one shoe back to to Wimbledon. And then yesterday I took a train to Richmond or to St. Margaret's in Twickenham to go and see a customer and come back. So I, for, for me, I work at home all day. I, I live at home. I work at home. I don't go anywhere. And all the traveling, I think, because I'm also quite sort of protected at home from any colds and flus, I think I've just picked up something on my journey. So I've got a really sore throat today. So I've got – um. Oh, what are these things called? Uh, lozenge- oh, The lozenges or something next to me. So, yes, yeah, so my throat's a little bit sore today. Not feeling 100%. I definitely feel like I'm getting a bit of a cold. And I'm just the worst cold and flu person ever. I'm just such a wuss when it comes to that. Um, But I thought, you know, other people might also be getting colds this time of year. You know, what works, what doesn't work, what can't hurt. There's sort of no cure for the common cold, but... There are cold remedies that can make us feel a little bit better and finding out what's effective and what's not. Sometimes it's helpful, you know, cold, common cold. I don't think it's COVID. Um, I will do a test and just make sure, like, I'm on day one, so I'll wait a day or two and see. I'm not going to see anybody in the the meantime. So, um, you know, I'll just hang out at home and if I need to go somewhere, I'll do do a COVID test, but I'm not too fussed about it. But, you know, cold remedies that do work, I would say the first thing to do is stay hydrated. Water, juice, clear broth, warm lemon water with honey that sort of helps soothe the congestion and prevents dehydration. Avoid alcohol, coffee, caffeinated sodas, all of those things that sort of make dehydration worse. Rest is the most important thing. Your body just needs to heal. And for soothing a sore throat, I my mom swore by this when we were kids, but salt water gargling. So you do like a, a quarter or even a half a teaspoon of salt, dissolve it in about eight ounces of water. It can be warm water if you want and sort of gargle with that. And it temporarily relieves like a sore, scratchy throat. And it's also – like I think it's got um, – I think the salt sort of got like a disinfectant quality in it. I can't remember what it is, though. Um, But you could try ice chips. You can do sore throat sprays, lozenges, hard candies. Um, But, you know, just lozenges or hard candies. Just be careful if you're going to give them to children for choking purposes. Um, And especially if they're under the age of six, I believe. But, I mean, I don't have small people, so I could have that wrong. So please don't take child advice from me because I don't really know. And to combat stuffiness, over-the-counter saline nasal drops or sprays can help sort of relieve the stuffiness and the congestion. In infants, I think you can do several saline drops in one nostril and then gently sort of like suction the the nostril with a bulb syringe. Uh, I read that somewhere, but I don't know. I think I'm gonna stop giving kid advice because i'm I'm not quite sure of it, and I just sort of like read it when I was looking up a couple of things about it, like fighting colds and flus, so anyway, um you know pain relief you can sort of take like. You know, the, the thing with taking painkillers is that I'm not a medical doctor and I shouldn't be like saying, oh, you should take this sort of medicine and that sort of medicine. Because at the end of the day, if you ever had like a reaction to a medication, you could sort of turn around and be like, Jamie told me this on just James podcast that I shouldn't be doing this. I mean, I should be doing this. And now I've had a reaction and I'm going to sue her. So... Let's not do that. So I'm personally taking ibuprofen and paracetamol, but I'd let you take what you think your doctor would advise you on, what you think's best for you. Um, you know, I think before you take any medication, is speak to a medical professional. Make sure you're taking the right medication before you take anything for yourself. Um, I'm I've been sipping on like like warm fluids. I had a little bit of tea earlier. I'm not a massive tea drinker. I had some tea earlier. You can drink things like chicken soup or warm apple juice or just anything that's going to like soothe the like, that sounds really gross, but like the mucus flow, if you want to call that. Honey is always good. It's really good for coughs. Um, It's really good in hot tea as well. You know, add moisture to the air, like a cool mist vaporizer or humidifier. Can sort of add moisture to your house and help loosen the congestion as well. Um, Over-the-counter cold and uh, cold and flu medication—you can have a look at what's in your local sort of like convenience store or sort of pharmacy or something like that. There's things that don't work with with cold medication, and I think there's a list of ineffective cold remedies. It's long. There's so many different things that that don't really work, and one of the things they say is antibiotics is actually not good for the common cold because it attacks bacteria but we're not helping against cold viruses to avoid you know you're not you're not killing a bacteria you're killing a cold it's it's apparently two different things so you won't get well any faster if you use antibiotics and it's it basically you're just taking antibiotics for absolutely no real reason if that makes sense because it's it's a antibiotic-resistant bacteria in a cold and over-the-counter cold and flu medication in young people. So apparently um, it can have side effects on children. So that's something to look at. Um, And then there's things that have like a conflicting – thing. I think some people say it works, some people say it doesn't. And the scientific jury is out on if any of these popular cold remedies actually work. So these are the ones that everybody recommends. Vitamin C, and it appears that taking vitamin C won't actually help the average person prevent colds. However, some studies have found that taking vitamin C before cold symptoms um, start may shorten the length of time you have the symptoms. Vitamin C may benefit people at high risks of cold due to frequent exposure. For example, children with um, that attend childcare during the winter, and Eukanasia. So studies, my mom swears by Eukanasia every time I get a cold, she highly recommends it. Uh, some studies show there's no benefit and others show some reduction in the severity and duration of the cold symptoms when taken in the early stages of a cold and different types of Eukanasia used in different studies, may have contributed to mixed results as well. Zinc is another one. Some studies have suggested that zinc supplements might reduce the length of a cold, but studies have turned up mixed results about zinc and colds. So I think the bottom line is is just take care of yourself. Although, like, I have a really minor cold. I just feel like it's in my head. I've got a little bit of a sore throat. Um, but, like, for me, the world's ending. So I'm resting. I'm drinking fluids. I'm going to literally chill tonight. Wash your hands frequently if you're not feeling very well. You know, with COVID and all of that going around, try and, you know, isolate if you can. Stay out of the public. Do some do a COVID test, you know, if you're going to go out and be around other people. I thought maybe it could have been hay fever even. You know, everybody at the moment, the pollen's really high. Everybody's complaining about hay fever, and some of the symptoms of hay fever can be sneezing and coughing, a runny or a blocked nose, itchy red or watery eyes, itchy throat, mouth, nose, and ears, loss of smell, pain around the temples of the forehead, headaches, earaches, and feeling tired. Now, technically, a cold is all of those symptoms besides the sore throat. So, you know, if it's asthma, it could also be like a tightening of the chest, shortening of the breath, wheezing and coughing. But you could, you know, how do you treat yourself against that? And some of the things that I didn't know that are actually really helpful is if you put Vaseline if you put vaseline around your nostrils to trap the pollen, apparently that helps. Wear wrap around sunglasses to stop pollen getting into your eyes. Shower and change your clothes if you've been outside to wash the pollen off. Stay indoors whenever possible. Keep the windows and the doors shut as much as possible. Vacuum regularly and dust with a damp cloth. And then buy a pollen filter for the air vents in your car and the vacuum cleaners with a with a HEPA filter, which is H-E-P-A. And try and stay at home to avoid contact with other people. So I thought that was quite interesting. Things you shouldn't do if you if you're suffering with hay fever is don't cut the grass or walk on the grass. Don't spend too much time outside. Don't keep fresh flowers in the house. Don't smoke or be around smoke. It could also make the symptoms worse. Do not dry your clothes outside because it can actually absorb or catch all the pollen on there. And do not let pets in the house, if possible, if they're carrying pollen indoors. So I don't know if, like, I I think it's more of a little cold than it is hay fever. But when I sort of read the symptoms of hay fever, I was just like, actually, that's quite similar to be honest um and it certainly might be um might be something that 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 I haven't really taken into consideration as well so um I certainly didn't actually think that through so it could technically be that who knows um so anyway I thought that was really really interesting that might certainly be one of the reasons behind it Uh, I really, really wasn't sure. So we'll see how I feel in a day or two. It might just pass. It might sort of be here to stay for a week. Who knows? But I did go to gym this morning and did my absolute favorite Pilates class. I absolutely love it. It is such a great class. I really, really enjoy it. Um, And I sort of thought, I, I, I mean, I measured myself this morning. I've definitely lost weight. I don't think I've lost weight in the last week, which, you know, it's always sometimes you know unmotivating when you when you don't sort of see a change but i think not every week you're gonna lose weight not every week you're gonna like have the results you want to see um and that's okay you know that's that's absolutely fine i feel like um i feel like i've lost weight i feel like i'm you know i can feel it in myself but you know whether it shows on the on the on the scales or not it's it's fine you know um sometimes sometimes you're gonna have those weeks sometimes you're gonna have like you feel great but the scale's not showing it and that's fine I'm absolutely okay with that so I looked at sort of some of the class because I like the classes in the gym I think the class in the gym really motivate me I think they're a really great um like push for me so there's five gym classes that sort of give you the best results and you know especially if you want to get fitter leaner stronger Look, I find the classes is quite motivating because you have to stick to, to like, a routine. Whereas if I'm on the treadmill, I could give myself a little bit of, you know, an easier... Work- I'm going to sneeze. Um, Oh. Oh, I'm going to sneeze. Oh, I can't. Never mind. Sorry about that. Um, I could give myself, like, a, an easier workout. I could leave the gym early. I'm really, like, bad at doing that. So... Um, you know, doing classes, you become fitter, you become stronger, you become leaner. The, the, um, you know, it's, it's not as easy as it sounds. Sometimes you have to really push yourself to stay on the high levels and ensure that you like sticking to the whole class and you will see visible results. One of the best classes is a hit class and that's H I I T, and it is is a high intensity interval training and it's a really effective workout in which you give a hundred percent for a short period of time and then you have a recovery. So normally it's like you start off with 50 minutes and then a 10 minute break and then you do like maybe six exercises, not 50 minutes, 50 seconds, 50 seconds, 10 second break and then you do like six exercises and then the second round you do 40 seconds, 10 seconds, um, seconds break and then the third run 30 seconds 10 seconds break so the whole class is like half an hour 45 minutes depending on the workouts they could sort of do like a circuit you could follow like a full body weight lightweight or cardio exercises and you burn more fat you will you will not only burn the fat in the in the calories in the workout but it really kickstarts your body's like repair cycle so you'll start to burn calories 24 hours after your workout it's great for your heart it pushes yourself you become stronger uh, it will improve your agility and your speed and it's time efficient so you don't need to do long classes you could even do like a 15 minute session if it helps you and it really really does help you get fit abs classes is another great one so the gym class is sort of the best way to build the core and the core stability and this class is generally in short It can be short, painful, you know, you're dealing with your core, you're sitting up, you're doing sit-ups, you're doing planks, you're doing sort of those things, but it's really good for injury prevention, like a strong core is the foundation of effective working body, so located right in the centre of your body, there's a lot of movements with with a range of sports starting in your core, so... If you get that right, the rest of your body will work a lot more efficiently and pre- prevent injuries. So it improves your posture, it eliminates back pain, a strong core is an essential support for your for your back. I, we do a lot of core in Pilates, and I must say that I hardly get backache anymore. I used to really struggle with it. And if I don't do Pilates, I actually see such a big difference in my... In my body, in my back, it's the stretching. I think it's really good for you. Indoor cycling is another great one. Like a spinning class. I love a spinning class. But especially if it's to music and these classes tend to be different. They focus on speed and endurance. And it's really great for weight loss. Um, You know, a single spinning class can burn up to 700 calories. It increases your cardiovascular fitness. It will bring up your heart rate. It's sort of, um, it's a great... It's good for your overall fitness, but it also makes a noticeable difference to the strength of your legs and, and the tightening of the of your bum as well. Um but and spinning is also brilliant if you really just want to sweat in one place and you can literally just make the class as easy as difficult as you want. And it's one of those like things that are low impact. Boxing is another one. I'm I personally am not a massive fan of boxing just because I don't think I'm fit enough for it but a lot of gyms offer boxing or fight clubs, and I mean, I don't mean fight club like the movie fight club, I mean just like the fitness aspect of it. So there's a pad work, there's a box work, and there's some boxing specific strength and conditioning routines. It burns fast, really fast. It's high intensity workout, it's high exertion, and it's Sort of followed by an active recovery. It's sort of the same as the way as a hit class would burn fat. So it's a tough boxing class. It improves cardiovascular fitness. It's um it will put you into like an aerobic training zone. It's really great for general fitness levels. It improves your core strength, and you will be as strong as an ox. Boxing will help to build strength in your arms and your legs. It's a great way to relieve stress. And um, anybody who sort of like has high stress levels, this is a fun and social environment that you can work in. And of course, then you've got the basics like yoga. And the real, I like Pilates over yoga. That's uh, yoga. That's my personal preference. I just find the, I I like, but I think it's also because I like my instructor for my Pilates. Maybe that's what it is for me. But a good reason that yoga uh becomes an integral part in like an athlete's training program like for rugby players or um you know like like proper sports I can't think of another sport off the top of my head for some reason. Um but it's essential for like your pose for your poses, your strengthening, it'll help grain strength and flexibility. Yoga is great for an all over body workout it increases your flexibility so it loosens those muscles. Um, if you've got better strength and improves flexibility and you're far less susceptible to injury, it's great for the mind. It's sort of you breathe well, you get oxygen into your system. And yoga is perfect for even top athletes or anybody that's overweight and trying to like gain strength and sort of reduce stress levels. It's a really good workout. So hopefully that is some ideas for the gym that will help you guys out. And something to think about when you're in the gym. Who knows? But I was, as I mentioned, I went to my little nephew's um, birthday party. And one of the things that I did, because I had so many cupcakes left over afterwards, is I became like the cupcake fairy in the building on, on, um, on the weekend. And I was literally handing out cupcakes to all my lovely neighbors. Um... And I think getting along with your neighbors and living happily at home is a really important part of wherever you stay. I mean, yes, you get the nightmare neighbors from hell. You get horrible neighbors living next door. That that does happen. It can happen. You know, everybody wins if the neighbors treat each other with kindness and consideration and respect, and I understand that that's not always possible. But seeing people, you know, helping a neighbor with the power tool or like getting to, you know, be- becoming friends with your neighbors or like having block parties. It, it can be so much more peaceful if-, if in the evenings you can sit out on the front porch and relax and catch up with others as they're walking past with their dogs and just finding, you know, find- finding friendship within your-, your neighborhood is always a really good thing. So I live in a, f- a block of flats. It's not always like I can ha- sit on a porch and sort of get to know uh neighbors and things like that but i would love to sort of have a front porch that i can sit outside and you know wave to neighbors as they come past and you know have that 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 life but i don't i live in a city it's it's very different it's not i don't live in like the suburbs i think i'd love to live in the suburbs i think it would really suit me but we'll get there one day at this point in time i'm still very much a city girl But there are ways to to navigate an etiquette of being a really good neighbor. And I think it's something we should all be, be considerate of. And I think be friendly, you know, especially if you're new to a neighborhood. A friendly smile, a hello, it can go a really long way to establishing rapport with your neighbors. Introduce yourself when you run along the neighborhood. If you haven't met somebody. And after a while, you might just sort of find somebody new that's also moved in. Give them a small little gift or like a home-booked goods, home-booked, home-cooked goods or treat from your favorite local shop. Something that's just thoughtful and welcoming. Be considerate about noise. You know, are you that rude neighbor that parties till 2 in the morning, loud music, cops get called? Um, Because one night it could be you that's, that's maybe not feeling well and having an early night in and then your neighbors are making a ruckus next door and it's not fair. So I think as a rule... Keep music and loud loud outdoor conversations down after 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. It's just fair. It's just polite. And try not to start up with power tools or leaf blowers before sort of 8 or 9 in the morning. Be considerate of other people that might just want to have a little lion. You know, are you planning a party? I would either sort of invite my neighbors along or just be courteous and sort of say... You know, sorry guys, I'm having some friends over. I'm just letting you know. If your neighbors are too noisy, your first step should always be to politely knock on the door. Tell them without sounding too angry that you understand that they're having a great time. But, you know, is there, it's getting a little bit loud. Could you please turn down the music or take the party indoors at a time you feel is appropriate? So, you know, and thank them if they do that. And obviously deal with problems in person. You know, we've got a neighbor that keeps getting. Somebody else keeps complaining about them. And sadly, I, I think I think the neighbor is complaining because it's an interracial couple. And I think that they're trying to get them kicked out of the building. So we've all written reference letters to be like, these neighbors are amazing. They've never done anything wrong. But somebody has co- consistently gone to the body corporate and been like, hey, these guys are noisy. They party till after 11 p.m. And meanwhile, they're the nicest little couple who don't even drink alcohol and they're wonderful neighbors. Actually, they're i secretly my favorite, favorite neighbors. I adore them. So you know, I think. But if you have a problem with somebody and you want to deal with somebody, a, a problem in the neighborhood, I think be just be just do it in person. You know, it might seem easier or less confrontational to write a note or dash off an email, but written complaints can be seen a lot more spited, and I think tone can be misread. So I think if you I think the first step is to do it in person if it doesn't improve if the if it's a very difficult neighbor I mean I understand there are circumstances where you potentially wouldn't want to deal with that person face to face I get that I'm just this is like a blanket suggestion without various circumstances in the way that could be the reasons why things aren't being done. But I think give your neighbor a chance to hear what you have to say face to face, have a chat, listen to each other's sides, and remember that your neighbor is likely to not go anywhere. So even if you're not particularly if you don't particularly like him or her, or it's in your interest to find a way to get through it together, you know, in a related note, don't gossip about neighbours. It may feel like a bonding to complain about shared problems, but gossiping generally deteriorates relationships. Be reasonable about pets. You know, it could be a good point of contention about neighbors. if they. So try and tread lightly, whether you're a pet owner or you're one that's bothered by a neighbor's pets. If something happens once or twice, like loud barking or they're pooping on your lawn, then like take a breath. It may sort of like be a step away You know, it might just be a once-off thing, but if it's an ongoing problem, I think discussing it directly with your neighbor, even if you're upset or you're trying to think of something kind to say about your neighbor's pet before launching into a complaint sort of talk. And then I think for pet owners, if neighbors approach you with a complaint about your pets, do your best to listen and acknowledge their feelings. You know, assure them that you'll do what you can to remedy the situation. Pick up the poop, keep your dog on a leash, you know, repair the fence, pay for the training if it's needed. You know, at the end of the day, you have a responsibility with that animal, and that includes to your neighbors. If you have more unusual pets, such as like chickens, I think it's wise to contact your neighbors early on, to inform them and educate them about the new animal neighbors and assure that you'll be taking the right steps to properly care for those animals. And, you know, sometimes it's a good time to hand over a basket of freshly, fresh eggs, if it's a chicken or something. And as always, you know, let your neighbors know that they can come up to you if your pet is being a nuisance as well. So, um, I think respect common spaces and shared walls, you know, keep shared hallways and entrances and common rooms in your apartment or condo clear of personal belongings, even though it's a tight space. We're in little units, you're in like a flat complex, or maybe it's a, you know, shared building. It's important to find space for your strollers, bicycles, crowded areas become a fire hazard as well. And it's a tripping hazard. You know, you don't want somebody's elderly granny to come and visit them and they trip over the things that you've left outside your apartment. Um, You know, sometimes like if it's a shared wall or a floor or a ceiling with neighbors, trying to keep the noise down to a reasonable level all the time. It's just, especially if it's late in the evening, early in the morning, if you live upstairs, consider using maybe rugs to try and muffle the footprints and try like not wear heels if you're inside your flat, things like that. And outdoor spaces is the same sort of thing, you know, try and keep it quite tidy, you know, if your barbecue smoke's drifting, drifting, you know, try and take that consideration, you know, the smoke, second-hand smoke, there's things like that, especially if somebody has got a newborn baby and you're powering smoke through their windows, you know, there's things you've got to keep into consideration and try and keep your yard tidy, you know, there's no need to get into a competition with neighbours over who's got the greenest lawn, but, I think just keeping a a basic level of tidiness is is appreciated by all. Put your garbage and your recycling cans away properly. Keep your grass mowed, your weeds pulled. You know, at the end of the day, it's your garden. Do what you want with it. Do what you think's right for your family and your space and obviously your time. Um, You know, but if I was driving past a house that looked a complete mess, and I lived next door and I really had pride in my garden. I would love my neighbors to do the same, but I suppose everybody to their own. I'm never going to tell you how to look after your own house. It's your home. It's your life. You be you. And same with parking. You know, as long as you're parking in front of your own house, if there's a problem, don't block neighbors' driveways. You know, if some neighbors with narrow streets, it's, you know, sometimes it's customary for everybody to park on one side. It's not an official rule, but it always sort of helps. And try and build a community, you know, building good relationship with neighbors is often, it's the little things. You know, if your garden produces a bunch of tomatoes, bring a basket next door to share, you know, trade tools and skills, be generous with a smile. It, it's, it's so easy to be kind and simply knowing your neighbors and occasionally chatting to them can actually go a really long way. You know, let your immediate neighbours know when you'll be out of town. If, you know, they can look after your house while you're away. Oh, i have still got to sneeze. <coughs> oh, sorry about that. Oh, my gosh. I needed to sneeze so badly. I'm so glad I got that in my system. You know when it's just lingering and my nose was itching and itching and itching. I was dying to sneeze. Anyway, your neighbor, if your neighbours already have an event, consider organising one and you'll... Block parties, open house parties, neighbourhoods, yard sales. You know, there's a great way to build a community. And at the end of the day, I just want you to live somewhere where you're happy and healthy and, and everything that's, that's sort of surrounding you on your day-to-day life is making you happier, making you a better person, and that's all I care about. So that's just some advice. Take it, leave it. You know, I like I said, some situations are... So much easier said than done. You know, there's neighbors from hell, there's landlords from from hell. I get that. And, I mean, this is in, like, a cookie-cutter perfect world. This would be the ideal way for you to deal with your neighbors. But I do understand that things change and things are different. So I get that. So my conundrum last week, my conundrum queen, Michelle, of course, was the first one on this. She got this one right away. No second thoughts. Brilliant. She's so good at my conundrums. Thanks, Michelle. You always, always are the first one in. Um, and then I had Jake, Tammy, and s- s- Sara. I think it's Sara, because it's S-A-R-A, not with an H. And maybe Sarah. I'm not sure. Sara, Sarah. Sarah. Um, You guys got it as well. So thank you so much. And my conundrum was, if there are three apples and you take away two, how many apples do you have? And the answer is two apples because you took the two apples away with you. So well done, guys. Uh, This week's one is, what can you keep after giving to somebody? What can you keep after giving to somebody? Or someone actually, not somebody. What can you keep after giving to someone? So if you want to send your answers to Just James Podcast, just underscore James underscore podcast, please send me your answers. Um, I would love to see them. I'll give you a shout out on my podcast next week. I don't have any reviews this week. I haven't really been anywhere, to be 100% honest. And I haven't been following anybody new on social media this week. So for 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 change i don't have a social media suggestion so if you guys have anybody you guys think i should follow again hook me up on instagram um just james podcast just underscore james underscore podcast dm me say to me james i need you to listen to i need you to follow this page it's amazing it's great uh and i certainly will and potentially give them a shout out on another week of my podcast so guys silence is the last thing the world will ever hear from me and that was said by Marley Matlin. And I think, I think sometimes how I read that is that if you're humble and you're appreciative of everything around you, that it's, silence is the last thing the world will hear from me. So I think Oh, it doesn't mean that. I don't know if even my explanation sort of like means that. I I think it's something we can all think about this week. Silence is the last thing the world will ever hear from me, and I think that that's something to think about. Maybe give me your explanation, your thoughts on it. Um, I hope everybody has a wonderful week. I'm going to leave it here. I'm going to go recover a little bit from this from this little cold. Maybe have an early night, climb into bed, maybe watch a movie. I think I'm going to have like a girly chilled evening. Um, And I hope everybody has a wonderful week. And I can't wait to have a chat to you next week. Everybody, goodbye. They're the two best friends that anyone can have. They're the two best friends that anyone can have. They're the two best friends that anyone can have. Just James and Thomas the plant.